Welcome to another episode of The Aftershock, where we give you the latest and greatest in all things Web3. Um, kicking you off first with Web3 Lightning Round and then talking about last week and the metaverse. Uh, it's been yet another interesting week as we get started in the month of March of 2023. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with this week's Aftershock. The Aftershock. Our first article is looking at Coinbase cutting ties with Silvergate which is forcing crypto hedge fund to find a new bank. A total of five crypto companies ended their partnership with Silvergate, Silvergate Bank back in March 2nd after several series of lawsuits and investigations went out against the bank. So Silvergate, which was a prominent lender to crypto firms, lost five prominent partners on March 2nd. Coinbase, Paxos, Gemini, Bitstamp, and Galaxy Digital were some of the most notable crypto firms using Silvergate as their banking partner before seeing termination, um, which recently happened by Coinbase. Now, what's really interesting about this, uh, Silvergate, unfortunately, is starting to really crumble uh, with this news. Uh, it's, uh, it's traded and its regular stock has plummeted pretty quickly. And it's also forcing, because of all of these major crypto players leaving, uh, you're starting to see a lot of these others follow suit. So uh, not looking really great for Silvergate. And there might be some other implications uh, to come out. Um, it's also a reason why you might have seen some prices in the crypto markets kind of go down um, in the past week as uncertainty unravels around this news with Silvergate. So this will continue to play out. And it's something I'm going to be watching pretty closely. Our second article is looking at Celsius custody customers finally beginning to withdraw after 263 days after the freeze. So Celsius users with funds held in custody program have finally begun to withdraw funds, but users report delays due to backlog of requests. According to numerous social media posts as of March 2nd, several customers held funds in Celsius custody accounts have been overjoyed that they were finally able to withdraw their funds from the lender. Customers reports that they received an email a few weeks ago listing those who are eligible to remove their funds before receiving another on March 2nd, noting withdrawals could be processed. So Celsius was one of those companies to file for bankruptcy last year. And for some customers, they had a path to be able to withdraw some of their funds. Now, for some of those people who were lucky enough to get that, this was their moment. So, of course, they're happy to be able to get some of that out uh, as opposed to losing everything. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people still lost everything and are not going to be able to claim any of their funds. But at least some people can find some solace in getting their funds uh, recently. Next up, we got Senator Elizabeth Warren and colleagues demanding to see Binance's balance sheets. Three United States senators writ wrote a letter to CEOs of Binance and Binance.us with a long list of objections to the company's perceived policies and actions. So they sent it to CZ and uh, the CEO, Brian Schroeder for Binance uh, US, expressing concern over a number of facets of Binance activities and requesting information from the companies that included their balance sheets. Now, it's very unlikely that they will cough these over and there's a reason why Binance is further trying to distance itself from the U.S. because they don't want to have to deal with things like this. And um, I think Binance is going to continue to 
choose to no longer work with the U.S. into the future as regulators try to dip their hands and get more information from them. So um, even though there's a little information about Binance's finances, um, they're trying to get all of the information. And I just don't think that that's probably going to happen. So we'll keep watching it, but uh, good luck to them. Next up, we got a fun one with Snoop Dogg was revealed as the co-founder of Web3-powered live stream platform. So Snoop Dogg has been a considerable presence in Web3 creator movements since NFTs first gained popularity in 2021. And he was recently revealed as one of the co-founders of the app called Shiller, um, adding yet another Web3 partnership to Snoop Dogg's repertoire. So the app is described as a live broadcast platform and is aimed to combine Web3 technology with real-time live streaming content. The rap star has been named as the co-founder of the app along with technology entrepreneur Sam Jones. This is really cool. You are seeing more and more companies coming out trying to compete with some of these uh, Web2 companies. I believe this is, um, if you've heard of Triller, uh, this is one that is more Web3 focused and having blockchain affiliated with it. and Uncle Snoop has a big audience, so I think he has a good chance to hopefully bring on some really cool uh, influencers and content creators to help build out Shiller into something really cool. So uh, I thought that was a fun one, and we'll go ahead and dip into the next one, which has to do with Robinhood, as it rolls out its self-custody digital asset wallet to iOS users globally. So Robinhood's self-custody wallet is now available to iOS, iOS users globally. Um, five months after it launched in beta. The wallet launched initially to 10,000 users back in September, uh, and now that has expanded to all. Um, at launch, the wallet is only supported by Polygon, and, and users could purchase Matic, and it's going to continue to evolve over time as the company is promising its users access to DeFi applications directly from the wallet. I think this is a huge step for Robinhood, as for a long time, if you bought any crypto on Robinhood, you didn't own it. You didn't custody it. It didn't really function and work as uh, Web3 was supposed to. And so uh, they heard the feedback from their audience and now are putting in more tools to have really that true crypto feel, which is trying to gain more confidence and get more of the already adapted Web3 audience over to its platform. So I think this is big news. And I think that more and more wallets are entering the mainstream for several reasons. And the main is that the wallet is going to be the gateway for payments in the Web3 ecosystem. So they have to be able to create ways for their users to use their platform because through having their wallets, they can potentially get revenue through transactions and, and also be entrusted within the ecosystem that they are creating. So more to come with that. Next article looks at Iran as it completes its pre-pilot phase of its CBDC, its central bank digital currency. And the central bank of Iran successfully completed a pre-pilot phase of the development of Iran's CBDC, according to official statement by CBI's research arm, um, the Monetary Banking Research Institute. What's really cool about this is... And I see this as a positive, more companies looking into blockchain technology and trying to discover how it can be utilized to help streamline 
resources and money as it's being given. So that's the positive of it. The negative is ultimately CBDCs aren't great for end users for a plethora of reasons, but the main being that the government truly can monitor and watch and dictate what happens with the money uh, because it is centralized, truly centralized. So I see it overall as a positive because if companies and countries are more willing to look at and embrace CBDCs as a real opportunity, that means they could be more open to other blockchain technologies as well, um, like Bitcoin, like Ethereum, et cetera. Finally, we're going to look at this week's final article in Web3 Lightning Round, which is the U.S. legislators renew call for EPA investigation of crypto mining emissions data. So Senator Edward Markey and Representative Jared Huffman want miners to disclose emissions data and the EPA to lead an investigation of their impact. So they would are reintroducing the Crypto Asset Environmental Transparency Act in Congress. This move came ahead of the Senate hearing the environmental impact of crypto mining, uh, which Marquis will chair on March 7th. Marquis and Huffman first introduced the bill in December, and the previous Congress Senator Jeff Marquis acted as a co-sponsor in the Senate. And the bill will require crypto mining companies to disclose emissions for operations that consume more than five megawatts of power and require that the administrator of the EPA to head up an interagency investigation of the impact of crypto mining in the United States. The investigation would have a $5 million budget and it would publish its finding 18 months of the passage of the bill. So I don't inherently see this as a bad thing as some crypto mining facilities that are out there aren't friendly and haven't been finding uh, reusable resources such as hydro, um, solar, et cetera, for their, their mining. So if this is moving us towards a greener future uh, and one that can still embrace mining, I think it's a win. So we'll have to see how they vote for this uh, coming up real soon. And I'm going to keep my eyes on that. So last week in the metaverse, the first article we're going to be looking at is Decentraland bringing the second edition of Metaverse Fashion Week. So Decentraland announced that it would be hosting its second edition of the much-awaited fashion event, Metaverse Fashion Week, also known by its short form MVFW. The event is scheduled to commence on March 28th and conclude March 31st. It features several designers and star Line up to make the show interesting. I think it's really cool to see the culture of fashion embrace the metaverse because more and more companies are embracing that we're going to be living in a more digital future. And people are always going to want to express themselves. And one of the ways that they're going to be able to do that is through avatars and, and having potential soul-bound NFT avatars, etc., where they can go and express themselves uh, and and do that digitally through fashion. There's a reason why Nike has already made a ton of patents for the metaverse and you're seeing a fashion week in Decentraland. So I think this is really cool. Um, I did not participate last year, but I am curious to potentially participate this year just to see how things are evolving and building out and what the experience is like. Next, we're going to look at Binance. 
as this AI powered NFT generator hits 10,000 mints in 2.5 hours. In a limited beta, Picasso was taking users' submitted profile pictures and turning them into works of digital art in seconds. On March 1st, the world's largest uh, exchange announced its uh, launched its AI powered NFT generator called Picasso. Um, CZ told users you can turn your creative visions into NFTs with AI. Following up with a couple hours later with Picasso, first pilot just completed its 10K minted in 2.5 hours. So what's really cool is that you can take a PFP, um, just basically a profile, and AI is then going to generate that into potential 10,000 mint. And then allow a launch pad for you to then go in, have a, a place where you can mint it. Like AI is, is so wild and how much it's progressing and learning and allowing people to be create art and do it in a very quick fashion. So I don't know how I feel about it just yet, but I do see how AI is quickly starting to change and alter how people think about and do business and art. Next, we're going to look at Dan Harmon, uh, which still unreleased NFT show, Crapopolis got its third season. So the Fox animated comedy series has yet to air a single episode and has made about 650K from their NFTs sales so far. So quick shout out. We recently had um, someone from uh, the Fox team come on an interview with us. Definitely go check out that episode. A lot of fun. One of the things I was talking about was Crapopolis. So if you are familiar with the TV series Rick and Morty, the co-creator Dan Harmon, uh, created Crapopolis and has already been renewed for its third season. So that is extremely cool to see how people can participate and have a utility that can then be translated over into the actual show itself. So for example, I think one of the utilities by owning one of these NFTs is that if you do certain actions, you potentially could have your NFT show up in one of the episodes that comes out and I mean, something like that's really cool. I couldn't imagine having some background character in like uh, a South Parker or uh, um, Futurama or anything like that. I think this is a really cool and unique opportunity. Even Rick and Morty, just of all the crazy background characters made in that universe to be able to say like, oh, look, that NFT, like I own that one. I, that, that, I own that character. Like that'd be super cool. So I think this is awesome. And I think we're going to see more content come out like this. Our next article looks at blockchain game. Uh, the Sandbox warns of phishing emails after security breach. So an unauthorized third party gained access to Sandbox's employee's computer and uses to send false emails to users. So the email entitled the Sandbox Game Pure Land Access included links to malware that could be used to gain access to personal information of those who clicked on them. The firm didn't indicate how many people had received the email. So this is just a quick PSA, um, public service announcement that companies continue to get scammed um, and bad actors and malware are going to continue to go out there. If look twice before you click on a link, um, before you potentially immediately go somewhere, you can always hover over the link and see where it's potentially trying to bring you. Uh, but also this is just super unfortunate. And hopefully uh, whoever's listening to this, if you got that email, don't click it. Um, but also continue to just be careful with the information that's being sent out your way. Next article is 
looking at OKX NFT Marketplace, which released the Bitcoin Ordinal NFT collection with over 3,500 items. Um, I recently went out to ETH Denver and met the Ordinal team and some OGs. And it is a team that is on fire. I mean, this group, it's Ordinals and for one are really out in making a lot of waves out in the NFT world right now. And the passion that the people in the Ordinals organization have is, is really cool. And it almost gives me like that next big group type feel. Um, so um, I am definitely interested in them. Uh, full disclosure, I do not own any Ordinals. Um, but not to say that I might not own some in the future, as I, I think this is a really cool project and has a lot of premise and uh, could really turn into something big into the future. Next, we're going to look at the Emmy Award-winning Disney-backed uh, Bia Bob's Studios launching uh, Mumbaguru Ethereum NFTs. Now, the Hollywood's Bubble Studios has won nine Emmy Awards for its short films and virtual reality experiences. They're, break, uh, they're branching out to the world of Web3 with a family-friendly project called Mamaguru and is accompanied Ethereum, accompanying Ethereum NFT collection. So created by multimedia director and animator of Martin Alice and writer-director Nico Casavici, Mamaguru um, is a colorful fantasy world where creatures called Momos can fuse together and form hybrid characters. This is just one of those cool types of stories. I mean, anytime you can see um, a company backed by Disney, you know that they got something special. And not just anyone can go and win nine Emmys as well. So I think this is a really cool project. Um, it's one that I'm going to be watching. And I think this is one that could, you know, grow into having a much larger ecosystem into the future. So our final article is going to be looking at Magic Eating as it is hosting more than a dozen free gaming NFT mints in March. So Magic Eating is set for a month of free gaming NFT mints with 13 projects preparing to launch on the platform. The event called Mint Madness will showcase a collection across Polygon, Ethereum, and Solana beginning on Friday, according to company release with Planet Mojo NFTs launching on Polygon that day. Metastar Strikers NFTs will follow shortly after. So I think this is really a lot of fun <laughs> going with the uh, Mint Madness off of, after March Madness with um, NCAA basketball coming out real soon, um, which also will be a lot of fun to watch. But I digress. Mint Madness should be really cool. Um, who doesn't love a free mint? And the fact that it's going to be on all these different chains, Polygon, Ethereum, Solana, Lots of really cool opportunities, and we've seen a lot of success with free mints of late. So this could be one to go and participate in, and it's one that I will be on the lookout for myself. So that's going to wrap up this week's Aftershock. Um, lots of information. hope you enjoyed the content. If you did, please, if you're over on our podcast, uh, make sure you leave us uh, a nice five-star review, share out with your friends. And if you're over on our YouTube channel, uh, please like and subscribe. And please share this out as well. Leave some comments. Let us know what you think. And if there's other news you want us to cover, please let us know as well. Um, well, we hope you really enjoyed today's content. And as always, we hope you stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. 
Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. This show and any other Cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes. 